Hey, good morning. I'm so glad that you are here, that you are checking out West Online. My name is Andrea Smith, and I have the privilege of being the pastor here. If you're watching right now or if you are checking us out during On Demand, we are just grateful that you have chosen to spend a few minutes of your time with us. We hope you find this message to be meaningful and relevant. If you are new to the West community, we would love to know that. Uh, type your name in the chat box, and or you can text the word welcome to the number that you see on the screen and just let us know that you're worshiping with us. We have some free gifts that we would like to offer you and uh, we'd love to engage with you at your level of desire in the days moving forward. This is the last Sunday that we will be offering live stream worship at 10 a.m. Beginning next Sunday, we are going to live stream at 9 a.m. and then have in-person worship at the high school at 10 a.m. so that we can have two different sites ready for you. And so next Sunday at 9 a.m., I really look forward to joining in with you in a very live, uh, dynamic, uh, communicative worship experience that we do together. It's going to be our kickoff to West 2.0. Going to share with you our new logo, and we really have an exciting Sunday planned for you. So I'm really looking forward to that time with you next Sunday. But today we're going to finish up our, our talk about change and who we are and where we're going as a church. You know, we haven't been together in 16 months, and so here we are, and we're trying to divide into two different campuses, two different sites to offer you an experience that is relevant for you. We don't, we don't want to treat you, the online worshiping community, like you're going to come to the high school, and we don't want to treat you any less. We value you equally the same as we value our in-person, site or our in-person campus. So we have some things planned just for you. And we want this experience to be something that you find uh, created and directed toward you. So this is something, a new change that we are embarking on. And today we're just going to finish talking about that. And we're going to finish talking about light and what that means to us. And we're going to talk a little about the stars. And so I hope you will find today to be meaningful and relevant for you. Uh, thanks and listen to this song and then we're going to dive right in. If you open up the Bible and you read the scripture, we start at the beginning and it's like in the beginning there was God and there was light. And we believe in the process of evolution. We believe in things like science and religion merging together into one and that both are possible, that science can be a part of having faith. We believe at some point that a lot of potential and kinetic energy launched and a lot of electromagnetic stuff went out in the universe and created this thing called light. 
and stars. And so in the beginning of scripture, we hear that in the beginning there was light, there was light and there was darkness and, and light uh, was good. And then we walk throughout the ancient Hebrew scriptures, the texts that were written for the Hebrew people, the Israelite people, and it basically tells their story. And over and over again, we see different people, different leaders in that culture and in that time telling the people, you know, you are light. You are to be beacons of light in the world, that God is our light and you are called to be that light. You are purposed to be that light. So we see that all throughout Hebrew scripture. And then we hear Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, the one who came to show people, hey, look, I'm God. If you will, if you will look at me, if you will follow me, if you'll believe in me, if you'll act like me, then you will experience the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. I am embodying God for you. I I am God in flesh. And so, hey, check it out. Do this life with me. And as a part of that, he said, I am the light of the world. And he's trying to say, look, I am this beacon, this thing, this presence that breaks into darkness and shatters the darkness. That's what happens when light shows up. Light was not created for us just to look at the actual light. Light was created so that the darkness could be penetrated and we would be able to see. And so guess what? Jesus said, I am the light. And then he goes on to say, you Two, you are the light of the world. You are not created to be hidden under a lampstand or hidden. You are created to shine. And so then it's interesting, after Jesus' time on earth, you know, the early followers, they were so passionate about the why of his mission and his vision that they went and they created this movement that became known as Christianity. One of the earliest fathers of this movement was named Saul Paul. He was Saul at first, and then he had this conversion experience with light. He was blinded by the light, and then he goes on to launch churches. So the passage that I want to share with you this morning is actually from one of his letters to one of the earliest churches founded in Europe, Philippi, the church of Philippi, and these are the words that he said to them. So take a look at these words on the screen. Therefore, my loved ones, Just as you always obey me, not just when I'm present, but now even more while I'm away, carry out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God is the one who enables you both to want and to actually live out God's good purposes. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure, innocent children of God surrounded by people who are crooked and corrupt. Among these people, you shine like the stars in the world because you hold on to the word God. Of life. So there's a couple of things in that passage that Paul talks about that I want us to focus on today as, as we wrap up talking about so now that the church is, is reopening and we have revamped and we have two different sites and we really are seeking to be real relevant, non-threatening, but transformational in our community. Uh, there's a couple of words that Paul says to the church that he founded that I, I'd like to share with you. One of the first things in that passage is he says, I want you to work out 
your your salvation. So when we think about being saved, we think about like it's something that we have to like profess our faith and maybe pray a magic prayer and, and then it's all good. In that passage, Paul says to the people, you need to work out your salvation. And so what that means there is that there's not like some magic thing we say or magic step we take that we are called to do salvation. Salvation means transformation. And in order for transformation to happen, it takes effort and work on our part. Paul says you need to work out your salvation. So what if we think about salvation like this? So we are called to work out what is working in us. So Jesus, uh, the one who came and, and showed us how to live life, like he showed us that it's about loving people. It's about not being judgmental. It's about sacrificing our desires for the greater good. It's about offering peace in times of chaos and uncertainty. It's about caring more about others than we care about our own selfish needs and desires. So when Paul says to the early church, you're called to work out your salvation. We're called to work out what is happening within. Jesus works in us. We're called to go work it out. So what does that look like in today's society? I mean, we are still in the middle. I'd hoped that at some point we'd stop talking about COVID. And just this last week, got an email from the conference and the Delta variant, as you know, you know, is is spiking in places and, and so so there are new guidelines that the conference is encouraging us to implement within our churches. So I'm going to stop doing some things that we've been doing the last couple of weeks, like hugging. I just That's just not a good idea that I hug person after person after person. If I were to get COVID, even though I'm vaccinated, if I were to get the Delta variant and then I hug someone else, I'm, I'm like the ultimate super spreader, which is probably not the best idea. And I miss that, right? I miss hugging. It's been so good to connect with people the last couple of weeks, the experience of of being able to like preach where people are interacting with me has been powerful that's why we're changing up the way that we're going to do online worship like next week when we start uh, there's going to be like a little iPad here with me and I'm going to be able to talk to you while I preach I don't need your eyeballs I just need to feel that presence so we're going to work on that and we're going to try to figure that out so that I can have interaction with you just like I would would if we were together in the room. We're, we're really excited about that. But like, so if we're called to work out what is happening within, we are called to put other people's needs above our own. So the whole mask thing is back. I do not have any desire whatsoever in my physical being to ever put a mask on my face again. But guess what? There are people in our community that, uh, for lots of different reasons, need to have that happen. And so I'm going to go back to visiting the little mask and the mask mandate. So 
there, that's just one example of us working out what is working in. Perhaps when you find someone and you encounter a conversation that is difficult and we are on polar opposites of an issue, what if we work out what is working in by offering a listening ear and uh, an open-mindedness and a willingness to hear and opposite point of view that is working out what is working in there's lots of other ways that we can do that but that was one of the things that Paul was saying is that you know salvation you're called you are created to work out what's working in and so not only are we called to do that as individuals but we're also called to do that corporately together as a church. He goes on to say that you do this so that you can do it without grumbling, without fussing, and so that you will be like stars in the sky, that you will be the light for the world to see. It's interesting. Stars are individual, right? And we've talked about the light that permeates the darkness, that penetrates the darkness, but have you ever, like, seen one of the constellations? If you'll look at the image that you see on the screen, it's the Big Dipper. It's a bunch of stars that join together to form a shape. Stars are so important, and for, you know, thousands and thousands of years, they've been used for guidance, the stars penetrate the darkness, they offer light, they offer pathways. And so it's interesting when the stars join together to form shapes, they're called constellations, and those are used to help people find their way. If we hear these words of Paul, and we think about who we are created to be, it's really important that we light, let our individual lights shine, but something that is also equally as important is that we join together with other lights, with other stars, and we form that which others can look at to find their way. That's, in my opinion, the purpose of the church. A bunch of people that come together with a passion of loving people and sharing love with a community, joining together our lights, much like a constellation, so that the community and the people around us can see, hey, there's an organization that wants to make a difference. It's called the local church. That church, that church will offer us hope. It will offer us a pathway. There's something interesting that I'd like for us to think about with stars. You know, stars are three different things, three characteristics. They're predictable, they're reliable, and they are unwavering. Predictable, reliable, and unwavering. In 2006, the Naval Academy did away with the course that they offered that was uh, centered around using stars as navigation. I think the course was called Celest Celestial Navigation. 
they did away with it because, you know, now we have fancy GPS and all these high-tech ways of radar and being able to see where we're going and, and what is ahead. We can even pick up on other things that are in our pathway. So they're like, you know, we don't, we don't need to teach this guidance by the stars. That's so ancient. Let's do away with it. What's even more interesting is that 10 years later, they reintroduced the course. And the course is still a part of their curriculum because guess what? Like with our fancy technology, batteries die. Sometimes we lose electricity. Sometimes machines break down. So they went back to using stars because stars are reliable and predictable and unwavering. The question I have for us is, are we those things? Are we reliable and predictable and unwavering? Do we have something that we believe in so strongly that we are willing to always adhere to that? Are our actions predictable do we live out, do our actions fall in sync with the things that we say? We say we're a people of love and a people of grace and a people of forgiveness, a people of passion, a people of hope. Do we live that out in predictable and reliable ways? Like, do people know that they can count on me if they need me? Or do people feel like, you know, uh, it's going to depend on, you know, which Andrea I get. That would be actually one of the biggest insults I, I could ever receive is that if that people would not know what they would get with me. It is my hope to always be consistent and reliable. Sometimes, you know, we joke around here that, you know, I will say hard things, but truth is I'll say them in love, I hope, all the time. But like, I'm predictable, I'm always going to be consistent in that manner. Am I reliable? Am I predictable? Am I unwavering? Are you? And are we as a church? So we have some challenges before us as an organization, as an institution. We, during COVID, had the luxury of... Uh, I mean, the world sort of stopped for a little while. And we kept a few of our missions going. But as a whole, I mean, we pared back a lot. We ramped up and amped up, no pun intended, some ministries that required, you know, a lot of work. But because there weren't lots of other things going on, we had the time and attention to put on those. And here we are, we're getting ready to reopen and we are getting ready to try once again to have a significant, you know, footprint and fingerprint on our local community and our global community. And we need you. I don't talk a lot about the word need, but this morning and this week I am. In order to be who we are called and created to be, it's going to take all of us using the talents and the skills that we have. And we need you. 
we need you to remember that you are a star and that you're reliable and predictable and unwavering. And we need you to take just, just one little piece of your life and invest it in West. Whether it's serving on a ministry team or one of our missions, We need you to join with us so that we can be a constellation, so that we can be a group of lights, so that we can have a fingerprint in our community and in our world. And you know, that's more than just some words. It really is a tangible ask. So in the chat room right now, you're going to get a link. And in just a minute, when the message is over, I want you to click on that link. And I want you to find a ministry team that you are passionate about, whether it's greeting, whether it's uh, missions. Because guess what? We're going to have all that stuff for the in-person campus, but we're going to have that stuff for our online campus too. Like, if you like to chit-chat, you can man the online chat for online worship. If you are passionate about serving other people, there are lots of ways that the online community can be a part of our missions. Every ministry team that we have here at West is a both and, an online and an in-person, and people can help you use your gifts so that we can be our own little constellation. I made that, like, I just found a picture of some stars, and I thought, you know what, I can join some together. And uh, you can't exactly see it too closely, but like every point ends and begins at a star. So I made my own West Constellation. I'm not sure the Constellation authorities are going to adopt this into, like, the real world, but I do believe with all of my heart, that we have such potential in front of us. But it is going to take all of us. It's not something that just a few can do. One of the things that's defined West from its inception until now is that we did not live by the 80-20 rule that 20% of the people did 80% of the work. Actually, at West, it was more like 80% of the people joined together to do 100% of the work. And that's our goal as we move forward. So I need you to pray about it. I need you to think about how can you be that light You know, stars broke the darkness and stars offered hope. So what if we adopt this mantra today? Hope becomes a habit. If we all will use our gifts and our resources, I think we can communicate to the community, guess what, hope? Hope can become a habit because I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of myself so that my light can shine so brightly that I can help other people fall in love with God. And that's just a part of my working out what's been working in. 
I hope somehow over the last 16 months you felt connected and you felt like God was breaking through the darkness in your life. Because guess what? We all have times of fear and sadness and uncertainty. But just like maybe when you were little and you were afraid of darkness, uh, the fears go away as soon as you turn on the light and you look around and you see that, guess what? There's nothing hiding in the closet and there's nothing under the bed. When there's light, we can look in those dark and scary places and we can see. Even though we are on the tail end of the pandemic, there are still lots of dark places in our world and in our community that need light. Dark places where people are hungry and they don't have enough to eat or they don't have clothes to wear or kids are struggling Uh, to have school supplies, or teachers don't have what they need. Organizations that need us to help support them so they can support the community. And there are people that are looking for a faith community that's a little different and willing to say, we really live out, we're consistent. We live out what we say, which is everybody's welcome. And that love ultimately finds a way. May we be stars. May we let hope become a habit. And maybe we can all work together to break the darkness today. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, you've given us the beauty of the night sky and the stars that penetrate the darkness. From the beginning of time, there was light, and that light has just been a part of our existence all throughout our lives. Will you work in us so that we can be that light for all people? Let us use our gifts and our resources so that as a church, we can join our forces together to be that light. We offer ourselves to you in Christ's holy name. Amen. What I'd love you to do is tonight go outside and look up in the sky and see the stars. Pick out one that shines brightly and then think about how can I be like that? What can I do in my life so that love and generosity and kindness and peace will shine so brightly that I am transformed and I can go about transforming others so that the world can be a better place. Let me offer a love that the world can see. Go look at the stars and be the light. Amen.